Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius. Um, so I just want to say uh, thanks for being here. I'm going to bring our guest, uh, this week's guest, onto the stage. Uh, this man here, right, for those of you who don't know, um, is uh, contacted me during, uh, during the pandemic, apologizing to me for heckling me at a gig three or four years prior to the whole pandemic. I know I do four or five gigs a week, 50 weeks a year. I couldn't, rem- I couldn't remember it. Uh, and you were like, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry. And I was like, to the point, I was like, I think this guy is actually, might be a bit mental here, like, do you know what I mean? And like, and then I got to know you and I, you're not, you're a very sane individual. And uh, you started doing comedy um, after the pandemic. And then you got a residency, you started doing open mics, then he got a residency in the club here, and then he started doing a residency down in, in Kerry as well, and he's gone from strength to strength. And to me, uh, you're a man uh, who went after something that you thought was long gone, and I, I thought that was very admirable. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, 47-year-old, maybe 48-year-old, <laughs> gentle man, Harry Hussey. Cheers, Colin. Cheers. Yeah. How's things? Not so bad at all. How about yourself? Not too bad. I feel like I've been talking non-fucking-stop for the last, I don't know, how long are we on, Dave? Seven, it feels like 25 minutes. Wow. 12 minutes, not too bad. Are you going to go back early tonight now to celebrate with Noel as well now for dinner? No, we went, we went for breakfast this morning. Oh, but you could have a cup of tea tonight before she goes to bed. She, she'll definitely be asleep. Oh, she'll yeah. definitely be asleep. Yeah. We went, I don't know if you've ever been to McDonald's, guys. Have you ever been to McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, we went for one of the McDonald's breakfasts this morning, and it was fucking gorgeous. Does anyone here like McDonald's breakfasts? Just myself. Yes, yes. They're unbelievable. They're way better than what they have on during the day. I'm a vegetarian. I just get the Egg McMuffin meal um, with an extra hash brown and, um, <laughs> and an Americano. And it was like just, and no, myself and Noel just sat beside each other inside McDonald's nine years. We got married in Italy nine years ago in the Malfi. And this morning we were in Mallow in a fucking McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, oh. big contrast. Yeah, so it's... Apologies to everybody in Mallow. This has its nice points as well. It doesn't. It doesn't. It has no nice points. The road out of it. The road out of it is, is very good. Yeah, very, very good. Um, so on this podcast, guys, for, these, for those of you who don't know, I play a game every week with my guests. It's called Trending Topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. I'm Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, guys, right? And that's my song. And... Um, Usually when I do it live, I ask the audience to give me a version. So I'll just sing it again just because I know you probably like, oh, right, whatever. So it's Trending Topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. So off you go. Trending Topics I swear to God, I did not expect you to sing at all. I was doing it as a joke. I was like, off you go. And we went for it. So yeah, Harry, we went for a round of applause. Yeah. Fair play, Chick. Fair play, Chick. Unbelievable, unbelievable. That's a good job. <laughs> so I pick three things uh, that are trending uh, around the world, three random things, and what it, what it does is it opens up kind of a little bit of um, our brains to different things. Harry doesn't know what's, what, what they are, mm. and we just kind of discuss maybe for two minutes, maybe for ten minutes, well, 
in two minutes. Uh, and off we go. So the first one today, Harry, that I saw training today is the Book of Kells. I have a vague idea what it's down to, but I don't know what it's about. But there's actually some sort of protest or strike or something where there there's is. people standing in front of where the Book of Kells is and not allowing people in. Yeah. Students are protesting in Dublin uh, in Trinity oh, yeah. um, because of their... Uh, their why, why they're protesting, they're hitting the pockets of the, yes. the the guys that are renting all the... They're trying to keep the rents down for their yeah, apartments yeah, and stuff course, like that. Course, yeah. And they're trying to use this as a protest. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, so that's why it's trending. Have you ever seen the Book of Kells? No, not in the flesh, no, so no, to speak. No, I've only seen it... Obviously, I've seen photographs of it, and it's yeah. a great work of art. And all yeah. but, uh, was it, it was found in a bog, I think. It was, I believe, yeah. yeah found in a bog. I found in a bog is toilet paper. Oh, but on bumps. Uh, hashtag the Troubles. The Troubles, yes. We better not talk about that. We have an ordinary Irish man in the audience. Um, we didn't know you were going to be here. Yes, this is what's that, said, that said, though, you're so young that the Troubles were over before you were born, so it must seem like history to you. It must be really odd. It's, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's not gone away, I know, yeah. <laughs> but there's always undercurrents bubbling over, but I'm sure, like, but uh, the troubles, yeah. Uh, that might be related to the fact that uh, all the stuff that Michal Martin was saying about the kids liking the wolf tones at the Maybe. festivals and that, and that they don't know their history. I think that's bollocks. I think that's, I think when he, when they were, when the politicians were giving out about the young people, like, it's part of our culture. We should be able to sing mm. our, our songs, or it's like saying, you can't sing, you know, like, uh, like what, what's that song that the, the girls were singing inside in the, the dressing room? But that's the Celtic Symphony. Like, that's yeah. All like I mean, that's a. It's it's. I'm not saying that every like every single song in in, in history is is politically correct, but like you can't take something that's culturally belongs to a people, and they're also celebrating as well at that stage. Mm. I mean, we're it's it, it, we're in a peaceful time now. Um, thanks be to God. I know. You know, and that you're singing about your past. It's a way of expressing it through art. You know, um, that my my opinion on it anyway. But um, well, I just don't like the song. Say, don't like the song. You don't so like the song. I don't like the song. No, I'm not into that kind of music. Really. Yeah, nothing I, to do with the sentiment behind it. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be listening to that to, to that type of music. But I I get infected by it when I'm near yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it depends. You know, if 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 uh, if Kilvolan or some team like that won some cup and yeah. Hurling and they started singing all that, I'm sure you get carried away into it. Yeah. Well, Ballyclaw, like, not Kilavon. Ballyclaw, fair enough. Hashtag Kim Jong Un. This is the last one now. This is Kim Jong Un. The Book of Kells, Troubles, and Kim Jong Un, lads. You know, this is what you've come for, you know. I know. It's a great world we live in. Tell me about Kim Jong Un's sex life for the ladies here. It's highly classified. And I'm sure that he tells everybody because it's all one party state and the news is heavily vetted for it. So, mm. so I'm sure now he's like the equivalent. Do you know we all when we all grew up, there was one kid in school with us who was bragging like as if that oh they gotten laid and everything already. Like they were probably virgins and everything. Like, but <laughs> it's always one person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. And all this sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I'd say Kim Jong Un is like that over there. That yeah. he just tells the whole nation. He's the sexiest man there. He's the most virile. He's the best endowed, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And they believe him. And if they don't, you're killed. Yeah, that's the way. Or, it is. or sent away somewhere. Quietly. He he was um he met with Putin today. Did he? Yeah, and they're like we're fucked. Like or like honestly, like I mean this this like he's starting to ally up now with the likes of China and and North Korea. Mm. All these guys with all these big massive like arsenals of weapons. Like and. Uh, what I found very interesting, I was watching an article about it. Um, they were going into a, a room to do an interview with um, the press, 
and uh, Putin was talking to a dignitary at the door. And Kim Jong-un was just about to go through the door, but he stopped and waited. Mm. And then your man, Putin, finished his conversation with your man, and they entered together. And they were saying, had he entered beforehand, that Putin would have seen that as an act of aggression. Like, that is a microaggression, lads. You know what I mean? But I think as well what that is, it's kind of very one-sided. It's kind of like, that would add prestige to Kim Jong-un. Yeah. To be seen there with Putin, to be seen as a player, right? In Putin's eyes, it's probably like, you know the way as well you get this thing. Him, yeah, it's like if, if your younger brother tags along when he's still only a toddler or something. Yeah, 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 we'll let him tag along. Yeah, uh, That's what it is. Like, it's just oh, it, it's a fly, a fly around the horse in the summer or something. Minor annoyance. It, it totally reminds me of World War Two. The whole thing reminds me of World War Two when mm. Hitler was going around picking up all these kind of quasi-dictators like Mussolini and stuff mm. like that, you know, and um, uh, and trying to get them in, onto my team. Yeah. They're onto my team. You know, funny that's what's going on. The like. funny thing is it never happened as much then. Like, Franco didn't ally with him as much as Mussolini. No, not as much as Mussolini, no, no. no. But um, anyway, I think that's going to conclude trending topics. Okay, guys, uh, not as good as the first time, but look, I, you know, I caught you on the hop that time, all right? So sorry. Um, so, okay, I've got eight thought experiments, eight conversation suggestions, eight questions. I don't know what they are, all right? Um, but... I suppose, Harry, what I want you, to, first thing, I just want you to describe yourself to, right. like, believe it or not, people listen to this podcast, guys, all across the world, right? Oh, yeah, and your Uncle Mike. My Uncle Mike in Texas, your yeah. Uncle Mike. My Auntie Brida in China, and uh, <laughs> Mary on in North yeah. Korea. <laughs> and somebody up in the space station as well. And a couple of the cosmonauts. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, sure. but, so, but people might, like, people don't know you, you're of new to course, the scene. Of course. So describe yourself, tell well, me what you're like. My phone is ringing Well, out. somebody who got into comedy quite late in life, but was always interested in it. Uh, how, but how would I describe myself? Like, I'm, um, I'm not exceptionally good at most things, but I have a, quite a few interests. Uh, what I would just say, basically, is I, I try to be a nice person. I'm not saying I'm the best person in the world. I try to be. Yeah. I fail, but I, I, I pick myself up and try again. Uh, how do you try to be a, a nice person? Well, I just try to be fair with people, really. I mean... Okay. I won't, like, I will defend myself if somebody comes for me, shall we say. But other than that, I'm willing to live and let live. And if somebody appears to be a nice person, that's all I care about. I don't yeah. care what part of the world somebody's from, what religion, what race, anything. Just once they're a decent person. Yeah. And if they're the opposite, then if they're rather na a nasty person, well, I try not to have anything to do with that. Yeah. If, I ca if I can't... Have if you I can avoid it. Have you encountered nasty people? Well, everybody's encountered nasty people, yeah. Dan. No, just the way enough. you were saying it there. I was like, no, is, no. Is there someone at you? Do you want me to have a chat? No, no, but I'm talking about like, some of these world leaders that we've been on. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, and some of these people who just seem to be predominant in social media. Yeah. And lead the discourse there, you know? Yeah. So you kind of stay clear of the Putins of this world. I stay clear of lots of that kind of stuff. I only get involved in stuff I feel when I have an ethical duty to say something. Right. Uh, other than that, I just steer clear of all these shit-stirring things that are going on. Tell me, so when when we first kind of started talking to each other, right, it was um, uh, like initially just online. Sounds yeah. like I was, we were grooming each other now, or you were grooming. <laughs> you were, when you first started grooming me, right? You're not um, that much younger than me, Con. I'm <laughs> still younger than you, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, but not I, so much to be sinister on my part. Uh, what, 
when you started gigging here, I used to make the joke before I'd bring you on stage that the only reason I hired you in the club was that you were older than me and yeah. it made me a little bit younger, like, you know, brought yeah. you, made me feel a little bit younger I because know. I was always the oldest. Of course. But you're 48, I'm yeah. 46, so there isn't a whole pile of a difference no. between us in age. Um, we both actually remember the real 1980s, not, yeah. not Stranger Things. Exactly. Revived 80s, yeah. yeah. I remember E.T. Um, E.T., of course, yeah. Um, tell me about your childhood. Where are you from? Well, Where did you grow up? Okay. What kind of a house did you live in? Right. Uh, I am from Cork City. I grew up in Gronabrara in the city, which obviously, if anybody doesn't know me and only knows about stereotypes of the city, they might say, how is he from Gron? I mean, I can speak like that now, like if I want to as well, like it's my second language, like you know what I mean? But <laughs> You're I'm, an Ari like. I am an Ari, but I'm fluent in speaking that, but it's not how, and it's not that I bears and graces, I just developed speaking this way, it was just strange. Yeah. Uh, my mother, you still have a very distinct Cork accent, though, well, none, none the less. Like. I know, but I mean, I don't like you wouldn't necessarily know that I grew up in the council house yeah. in the north side. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of lovely people did, and a lot of lovely people living up there. But um, my mother is from the country, though. She's a country woman. She's from a, a place called Bartlemy. I know it in East yeah. Cork. Yeah, yeah that's where she's from. So that would have, again, that would have influenced, you know, like. I, I have a little bit of culture in myself, yeah. shall we say. I, like I, that might tie into some other things, like as we'll get to later, maybe. Mm. I do like being out and about in the countryside when I get a chance. Mm. Um, your childhood, you lived in a, co- a council house in Grana Braha. Yes. What was national school like? Uh, I went to Blarney Street CBS. It was all right. Um, I remember when I went there first. Was it tough? When, I, when you said to me there, now you grew up on the north side, right? Like the, the general concep- conception that most people have is like, just fucking f- like what yeah. I what, what I have and what my friends would have had growing up is like Jesus that's rough fighting all the time like loads of fucking crime going around Car- like big thing that we always that was had. only the teachers that was only the teachers do you know hot, what, what was it like fucking hot wearing cars. cars and stuff like and was that is that a load of shite like in general like or was, um, or was that going on I did joke with people once when I was doing a, an open mic not here no some other club there was people from Britain and they had the car parked outside and I said something like well I said look at least if your car isn't there when you go out, I'd advise you, go to Nash's Boreen within the hour and you might get there before they burn it out. Yeah. So that does happen at times. Joyriding. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, it's, it's only a minority, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I mean, the majority of people, like, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have the eclectic interests I have. But we know there'd be a lot of people, again, I know it's one of the good stereotypes, one of the, like, there'd be a lot of people connected with, Sport up around yeah. where I am, giants of Cork sport, yeah. Irish sport, all that kind of stuff. And you'd have had people, I mean, like there's been some great comedians come out in North Side, like Chris I Kent, think, I think the best there. comedians in Cork, um, like Chris McShane as well. Chris McShane's brilliant, and yeah. Chris Kent is amazing, like, you know. Um, yeah, I like, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. Well, and then North, North Cork, yes. the very best. Well, there's a big, there's a big <laughs> lot of you, there's Mike Morgan and yourself and yeah. a few more as well. Yeah, we're taking over. Part, yeah. We take over the Avenue section. Oh, yeah. um, so, so you were in school in the eighties. Yeah. Like you, you, well, you. Technically, I started primary in nineteen seventy nine, but it was only for a couple of months. What the fuck? How old were you in nineteen seventy nine? Four. Four. Yeah. You were like me. There was young. no play school or anything like that. My, no, my kids was, are going to. There was. I went to before five nursery school. That was in the news recently. I think that it closed down. But I went to before five nursery school in um, Churchfield. Did you see, you were posh enough now. For no, I wasn't. Yeah. Posh. Not at all. We didn't outdoor toilet until I was about five. Did you? Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> Cold. I don't really remember, thankfully. I was a bit young when they... Bi- well, like, it was the same bathroom, but we got it knocked into the house and made yeah. it all in one. But um, 
yeah, I mean, we had that. I think what happened is when my mother had my brother in early 1980, then he kind of realized, yeah, you know, we'll get the wall knocked in and convert that into we'll a, put a roof on it. an extension. No, there was a roof yeah. in it all the time, to be fair. Oh, well. But, it, but you had to actually, it wasn't actually in my mother's time, they didn't, well, I'm not going to humiliate her on this podcast, but they didn't have a bathroom as such, I think, so they had to go out into the fields. Yeah, that was the yeah, way it was. And they had to go down to the well to draw water. Dude, go back fucking 300 years, we were all pissing in bushes. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and shit in streams. And like, Many you know what I mean? We were all at it. That's, anyway. We were all at it. Um, so, music... Yeah, I talk to you about music. You're because you do the music here. I Sometimes. get you to do. I, I and I, I, I'm, I'm often. I, what I love here to begin is as people are filing in, and the seats are getting mm. full, and the atmosphere is building, and people they're on their dates or they're on their night outs or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and some weird fucking music will come on, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" And you'd be like, "That's fucking. Uh, oh yeah, that's the new Blur album there." Yeah, oh, the new Blur album is very good. If anyone hasn't listened to it, yeah, recommend it. Ballad of Darren. What is your relationship with music? Well, I would say in a way, Con, that uh, I would be a frustrated musician in the sense the frustration is that I can't play any instruments. Right. Um, I grew up watching Top of the Pops on my mother's knee from about 1979 on. Um, so that means, like, I've... No, obviously, I don't remember. Do you know there'd be something that got to number 37 for a week? Yeah. I mightn't remember that from that far back. Yeah. Or indie hits or anything like I don't remember the bigger hits from that period have you an encyclopedic memory for all no. that kind of stuff no 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 all right no okay. but I would still remember sometimes I might hear some obscure piece of music from 40 years ago and be like oh that's what that was I remember seeing that video somewhere but I hadn't seen it for 40 years yeah. it would be in the back of my mind but I'd forgotten yeah yeah but uh, but I didn't just stay in the past obviously like I mean my musical taste do you listen to new music I do sometimes but how I find it these days is just purely when Glastonbury coverage is on the television mm. I'll watch that right and every now and again um, there'll be an act come on doing a few songs and I'll say they actually sound decent so I'll check them out yeah and I'll, I might like in, in recent years I've kind of come to about two or three new artists that way yeah yeah, and that's about all the only way. It's, the, the other way it's, it's a good way of, li of listening to new music because I don't listen to. New, I'm just like stuck. Do any of you listen to new music? Like, do you, do you listen to? Do you, like, do you listen to new music? You're both professional music. Okay, all right. Okay. I mean, I probably picked the, the one section of the fucking audience that yep. is definitely going to listen. Yeah, but what about you guys? Do you listen to new music? Most students are young. <laughs> You're professional musicians. That is, first of all, fucking tip of the hat. Fair play to Artists, proper artists. We're up here taking the piss. Uh, you actually have talent. Um, what, do you, what instruments do you play? Piano and cello. Excellent. Oh, fuck it, they're too cool instruments as well. You see, that doesn't mean they listen to modern music either, still, that they might just True. favor the classical, which Harry, is good as well. You take, you take over. A contemporary music ensemble, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Go on. <laughs> that just means there'll be people listen to this podcast and they'll Where check you out on YouTube or. I can, I, can, I can tell you this now categorically, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, <laughs> I, I haven't, there's a very modest listenership to this podcast, <laughs> I have to try and talk myself in to, to sound very, very good as you're, well, you're I mean, like, there's millions out. of people tuning in, yeah. so, you know, eventually, if you can't, if you can't, hello, time, Buenos Aires, like, like, they're gonna, like, over, over millennia, you know, so, I mean, you might be out in a couple of thousand years, is what I try to say to you, yeah. as, a, as a fantastic musician. Yeah. But I, you, you listen to modern music. What, what kind of modern music? I, I wouldn't be 
Yeah. I think it is good. I need to make more of an effort for it because I'm stuck, like, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. I just was listening to The Doors and Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Blur and, oh, yeah. you know, just this and like, uh, you know, and then different albums then as well, just of one band yeah. over and over and again and like not interested in developing new musical taste, which is well, kind of yeah, sad because I mean, music is amazing. I would hear some new stuff as well, obviously, is traveling down to Kerry with, with Dave and, yeah. and Dan and that. They'd be listening to stuff like Kendrick Lamar and that kind of stuff that I, I'd hear about through them. Who's he now? He's a, well, you can ask <laughs> Who's Dave, this Kendrick fellow you're talking about? Dave will tell you in more detail if you ask him, but he's, a, he's kind of one of the biggest hip-hop artists of the modern I time. I like. love a bit of hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, but for me it's more than 90s stuff. Yeah, I, Buster Rhymes and that kind of stuff. I like, uh, is, is Biggie Schmalls? It's uh, good enough. Is he, is he, is he hip-hop lads, Biggie Schmalls? Yeah. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, I liked his flow. Yeah. There we go, I'll move on from that now. Sure, I put in a request for one of his last night on the way back from Killarney. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have to say, no, I was watching Top Boy. Did you ever watch that season? I've heard about it. Mike Morgan mentioned it on his podcast today. It's very good. You like it, guys? You like Top Boy? Yeah. It's fucking unreal, isn't it? But the music in it, I'm like, I've never listened to that music. And I'm like, where can I hear this music? Where can I listen to this music? It's pretty, like, do you know any of the artists that are, you know all the artists? Give me the most popular one till I write his name down or her name down there or there now. Santan Dave. Okay. You'll remember that, Harry, will I? Santan Dave, yeah. Who? Shazam. Shazam is very good, yes. No. Sing it, come on. Um... I'll, I'll put it in afterwards though. Mm-hmm. This is a live podcast because we've got to keep this professional. Yes. We're nearly there. You're a great audience. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yay. Yay. Very good. Thank you so much for, 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 for sticking with us. Um, Harry, birds. Birds. You're ah, a big yes. fan of the birds. Yes. No, and I'll reassure everybody in the audience here. No, I'm not sexist, right? It's not that I'm calling women birds or anything. No. What it was is when I was very young, when I was about three or four, for a little while, I was obsessed with dinosaurs, right? Right. But I, to my credit, I realized very young that I was never going to see one. Uh, I did have a brief dream, all right, of finding a full intact dinosaur fossil, not just a tiny little bit, the whole skeleton. The whole you know? skeleton. Yeah. Like, there was somebody that, I remember there was some story, I think, was it an ichthyosaur or something, which wasn't technically a dinosaur. They're those kind of, you know, they're kind of like dolphin type things, yeah. but they were reptiles. And there was a little girl, I think. I think it was Nicky Sar she found somewhere in England. She found the whole skeleton. And I lived in hope of finding something like that. You should go out digging up holes looking for skeletons. Like. No, what happened then is I got distracted by their modern-day descendants and they the captured chicken. my heart. Well, chicken. Well, I, I like chicken to eat, but uh, but no, no. I What's mean, their modern-day descendants? All birds. All birds. Birds are descended from dinosaurs, birds, yeah. so believe it or not. you That's your profession, isn't it? It's, it has at different times and at the moment is... That has been my profession at times. I have made a living from it. It's been my my walk, my rest, my play, my wife, my mistress, and everything all rolled up in one. Really? Yeah, it's been my life for a long birds. time. Birds. Yeah. What do you find so fascinating about birds? Uh, it's hard to describe, really. I mean, it's just, you know, if you get into something young, yeah. and it just captures your imagination when you're young. Now, I'm not as obsessively into it as I would have been. Like... It waxes and wanes. I don't go out actually looking for them as much as I would have done for years. Uh, but like, the interest will never fully leave you. And there's still a fascination. So when you, go, when you went out looking for birds, how old were you? 
Well, first, when okay. did you first go out looking? Well, I would have had an interest, a general interest in wildlife as an actual primary school kid, but I obviously was only going out into my garden looking at yeah. insects or what birds came to the garden or if I was in a walk with the family. Yeah. But when I was about maybe 14, 15 or so, I started going out purposefully to look for birds. Fucking good. Um, like, how? Like, you're living in, you're living up in the north side of Cork yeah. City, you're living in a council estate. Yes. Uh, like where the fuck do you go at 15 to look for birds? Well, I used to. Well, when I was a bit older than 15, I like I started getting the. It was the number two bus then. It's the 202 now. It goes up all the way to Knockmahaney up my way. Right. And it comes down past Churchfield Gronaborher, and it goes down the other end. It goes down nearly by Blackrock Castle and that. So I used to go down the Douglas Estuary. Oh right. I used to get the bus down there when I was about 17, 18. Do a lot of bird watching. Plenty Douglas of birds Estuary. down there. Loads. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of certain species actually. Yeah. Highly important uh, site for wading birds in the winter. And when you're down there, and you like, how, where do you derive? Like, if I write a joke and yeah. I I get a laugh from it, there's my instant, my instant oh, I get, gratification. I, and, I, and I understand that well since I got into comedy myself. Where's Where's the gratification? There's lots of different things. I mean, you can find different things. Like, say, if you go out and you're just so at a promising time of year, or maybe even better if it's not a promising time of year, so you, your expectations are low. And you go out and you come across something and either you've seen the species abroad or you might have seen it here or you might know it from the literature because like, yes, I would have been reading up all the books about yeah. things I've, I hadn't seen yet and all this. And like, for example, almost 20 years ago now, 20 years ago later this year, I was in Nakadoon Head down past Balmakoda and I found a bird from Central Asia that winters in the Indian subcontinent, little small thing. And it had never been seen in Ireland before that. And I found one of those, and I can remember, it was so weird because I have trouble sometimes, you know, like I, I overanalyze things, I think too much about life. And for some weird reason, time ceased to matter. Life outside of that moment ceased to matter. It was just, Okay, I really think this might be Hume's Warbler, but I have to rule out more common but still scarce possibilities. And it was like, this is all I have to do now. It's just me and this bird. And if I see and hear enough, and then I put the news out, so like my reputation would have been on the line maybe. If I just said I wouldn't want to feed the boy who cried wolf, like I was 28 by then, I'd already been on the scene a bit. People would have thought, you know, he knows his stuff a bit. So I was there, and I remember. There's no phone signal down where I had it. So I send the guy I was with, Lord rest him, he's dead since he, he was in his 80s when he died. He was old enough even then, I'd say. And, um, I take 80 now, if someone gave me the option. Well, I take it. I'll take it. I know. Go on, sorry. Away, this is beautiful, away. by the way. This is beautiful. And I remember asking him to go up, to drive up to the crossroads so that he could tell. I just said, just tell a few of the local lads who can make it before dark, because even if it isn't one based on what I've seen, it's I would be prepared to say it has enough going on that I think it's one. Yeah. And while he was gone then, or shortly after he came back... So you're just watching this bird yes. all the time, and is it just to hanging around? Prove, and I knew, yeah, it, it hung around for weeks after that. Um, but I, it had been an exceptional autumn for the species in Western Europe, so I'd actually been mentioning to people, they're subtle, they, they used to be deemed to be a subspecies of another Siberian bird that turns up every year. Mm. 
but then they decided due to differences in in the appearance and in the sounds and that that um, it wasn't long before that that uh, they decided that there was enough for science to treat them as a different species. Yeah, and. Uh, and you got the horn then when you saw that. You were like, Not literally, yeah. no, no, but it was well, really, it was amazing though. Was I heard it, I heard it away, but whatever. Like, but know at I mean? that time, which is a sign of how uneventful the rest of my life had been up to then, at that time, that was one of the. That was thank one you of so the much. The musicians are leaving, and thank you so much, guys. They were, they were, yes, look, come on, guys. Give him a round of applause. He stayed, he stayed way too long. Thank you so much. Appreciate it so much. In fairness, like you know, know, they had no interest in coming here, and like they, and you know they, what I mean? like, they, they had, had no, none, they like. had no interest in the finding of a first for Ireland. That is, they hadn't. Like, the whole, I mean, the like the real story, crew are here now, guys. The whole story is is, is written up anyway. There's a write up of that on the IRBC website, Irish Rare Birds Committee. Very good. We'll move away from the birds yes. now, and I'm going to ask you. So I, I said at the start of the show, Harry was sending me a few messages during lockdown, and um, you started doing comedy anyway, and. I I was fascinated by the whole process because you had said you you said to me that you felt that you had missed the boat mm. and and that you know you'd never have the bravery to do it again. But anyway, you, you found the bravery. You started doing open mics, and then you kind of started doing the Thursdays here, and then you got a the residency here. And uh, nearly you're at it 13 months now, is it? Am I right that, yeah. And um, I have to say, you're absolutely killing it now. You're doing really, re gone, doing really, really well. You've got a very good, tight ten, mm. as we say in the trade, which is ten minutes, a ten-minute set. Mm. And um, I, I would feel comfortable with you in front of most audiences at this stage of the races well, thank you. with that ten, and that's it's really cool. Um, I want to talk to you about. We run a lot of gigs here, right? An awful lot of gigs here, and uh, we've got four residents: Kira, Dave, Dan, and Harry, and. Um, You've seen all the you've seen all the different types of audiences. Yeah. I also have a, a club in Kerry, the Kingdom Comedy Club in Killarney. Here we out. Please go. Um, yeah. Well, we just did our last gig of the year there yesterday. Yeah. Um, but sure, listen next year, next year, and um, <laughs> so you were doing a gig here a couple of weeks ago, and I fucking wasn't here at all. You weren't. No, you were. I missed. You were gig. gigging somewhere else. I was gigging somewhere else. And, and Dan was in Germany. And Dan was in Germany. My wife was here. My wife was looking she after was. the place in the night. And you got heckled because you did a bit about autism. I did. And uh, the joke is, if, if you... If, what is it? Well, what's, what's the joke? What I have you to tell see, the joke. I had a joke, joke that I used to have for a good while before this where I just play on... Again, I'm not going to... This, if, for the purposes of this joke, it doesn't matter whether this part is true or false. It's just yeah. a joke where I say, I'm not aging too badly, and I attribute that to regular consumption of virgin blood. Sometimes if there's young lads like yourself, I look and I say, oh, don't worry, lads, I'm not, I'm not going to bite you at all. I'll leave you off. Or, or I say, the lads are getting shifty there. They're going to run. And then I'd say, no, once a week, I deliberately give myself a paper cut and I suck the wound, right? And then I go on, yeah. And then I go on about saying... Well, look, do you know I'm living in Cork? What else am I going to do? Where else am I going to find a reliable source of legal age and consenting? Like, I'm not a creep. <laughs> but then I reassure everyone. I've added this part. I say, no, no, I'm not a vampire at all. Don't worry. If I was to bite any of you here, the worst thing that might, just might, happen is that I might turn you autistic. And then sometimes I... And that's the response there, the laugh. That's yeah. Because it's a joke, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because you obviously cannot get autism from being fucking no. infected like, it, with a bite. If, if anything, it plays on people's ignorance of these things. Exactly. Well, yeah. But someone took umbridge to it, it anyway. And I actually, I must say, 
I did feel bad because like it transpired later like he wouldn't talk to me yeah but uh, uh, Dave spoke to him and Noel spoke to him and, mm. that, and it transpired that he, his brother wasn't it I think his brother was autistic and I presume by the way he reacted it would have been profoundly autistic rather yeah. than like because it's a spectrum yeah and I'm guessing like if his brother was just slightly geeky or slightly into obsession into his hobbies he wouldn't have gotten that way with me yeah and I wasn't to know that and I didn't mean it from a place of hate of course and it, it wasn't and I have a, a son who's uh, of course who's and Noel was here well. and Noel was here his mother and we were like I'm yeah. not offended by it no. Uh, no, but I do take the point about profound, profoundly yeah. autistic because you know that there's quite a lot there of, are a lot of challenges for that there's a lot of challenges it's, of that it's difficult and you know it could it can be triggering but at the same time you know there's nothing nasty about it no. my question my like the, the I st and I remember saying to you the next day please don't drop that joke man that's a funny joke I rested it for a while you rested, I rested it for a while and I I'm delighted you brought it back yeah um, and because it's funny it's a funny joke it is and um, but what I want to know right is because you're young in in, in dog in, years in, dog, in comedy years you're a young yes. man right yeah. um, how did that affect you for the next week because like the, like you know yourself you'll be in front of audiences sometimes you'll be killing it yeah. you'll be fucking doing like it doesn't matter what you say oh, yeah. people will, la will laugh they'll just be out for a good time other nights it's fucking hard work oh, yeah. you have to work for it you have to really put your heart and soul into mm. it um, and with you being so new yeah. like criticism it, like, I remember when well, I was new any criticism fucking killed me. It wasn't me, even man. so much criticism. It was like... I, um, I take No, but it was like anybody listening here and I apologise to the man. I'm, like, I'm nothing as much... What I thought is what you must all bear in mind now as well is we all know the whole thing about Chris Rock and Will Smith, right? The whole world knows about that. Yeah. Now, for all I knew, the way he was getting with me for saying that, <laughs> because he was saying, you can't say that! You can't say that! Mm. And I thought he was going to get up and come up on stage and hit me. I really did. You thought you were going to physically be hit like I thought he was going to come yeah. up. He did. Because I heard the next day there was like loads of people like texting me about it and going like, and then Noel, obviously, my wife was there and she yeah. was like, it was like, and it's rarely that happens now, you know, know. that there'll be physical violence at a, I it would, at a, at a show. Thankfully but it didn't. Thankfully it didn't, no. Um, but uh, what happened, you see, then as well is it was Aaron McCarthy's last night at the club before he emigrated. Yeah. Aaron was hosting that night. Mm. And honestly, I'd say I might have contemplated walking off. But I said I didn't want to spoil and take away the attention from Aaron's last night. It was a special night for him. And that to me then, right, is like fucking, I, I love that because yeah. I'm like, like you got your chance here. Yeah. And and you took it with, with two yeah. hands. You're in, you do it, like you do everything professionally with a yeah. smile and you're, you're courteous. Mm. You're, you, you're always trying to be funny. You're always working mm. on your stuff. And... Um, and you put the show first, even though like you should always put your safety first, just so you know. Well, I, I fully understand that. Like you obviously, know? if he had come on stage and yeah. hit me, I wouldn't have carried on. Yeah. But uh, well, that would be. What happened then is, he was there stewing a little bit, and I just kind of, after I stopped for a little one and explained to the guy where I was coming from, that I was saying. Now I will say as well, the one thing where you might say that, that autism joke is slightly in bad taste, is that I'm not actually diagnosed as being on the spectrum. But sometimes, as I say, if I was to walk from here to the top of Not Main Street and I got soaked to the skin, I wouldn't need to look up the mid-air nap if I know if it's raining. 
So there's enough, there's enough of signs that I think that if I'm not actually on the autistic spectrum, I have some other sort of thing like ADHD or some other thing technically. Yeah. I'm, I'm not neurotypical, shall we say. Yeah. But who is? Yeah, sure. Who's fucking normal, lads? We're all fucking but, weirdos. But yeah, me. as I say, what happened then is I, t- I turned around and I just said to the people, come on now, I said, it's Aaron's last night here now, come on, we'll carry on with the show. And I just went into material that I had no intention of doing, but it was just my bit about, did you hear of, uh, did you ever hear the Irish word Jesus? And about Jesus's cooler younger cousin, that bit. Jesus. I just pulled that out of the yeah. bag and I got more laughs after that from the from the rest of the audience. Can I say, Harry, since the incident, right? Yeah. I've noticed, a, I don't know what it is, but I've noticed a dramatic improvement. Like, I could see incremental improvement yeah. in your stand-up all the way around. But since then, I don't know, is it, I don't know, is there more courage or is there more... Possibly, yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of like... And it could have gone two different ways, like, which, I'm, which I think is interesting, you know, and I, I, I really... It's almost like what that was that night, short of somebody actually coming up and hitting me, there was very little else that could have gone worse in that one person's reaction to me. Yeah. But then the fact that I continued on for Aaron and, and, you know, this whole show must go on like and all this. But on top of that, then, you'd like the rest of the audience, for some reason, because I stayed up there rather than go down and Champion whatever, you. they seemed to take me more yeah. into their hearts on the night. And they weren't pity laughing, but they no. did. And, and some came up to me after the gig as well and said, that was a good, no, don't mind him, all that kind of stuff. But as I say, I, I, I will add, like, I will add, because this is going out now on the podcast, like, I will add, I can understand that he may have been coming from a difficult place as well. Yeah. And uh, this is not me trying to slight his reaction in that sense. Like, the man he was sh- in pain, like, definitely, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think he it was triggered. It doesn't give the right to be threatening, yeah. but at the same time, I can see where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Last question, okay? And um, we got to go then. Yeah. What are your, what's your hope now? What's your hope for mankind? Oh, that we don't wipe ourselves out, for one thing. Anyway, one way or another, between war and climate change and everything. Don't want to get gloomy on the podcast now. I, I saw this thing on TikTok today, right? And yeah. I fucking really laughed at it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this question now, right? Okay. If, with all the crimes that are in the world, right? Okay. If you could get rid of any crime, just one cr- one thing that is wrong in this planet, but the only way that you could get rid of it was by committing that crime yourself. <laughs> what crime Ooh. would you commit? Fucking good question, isn't there's it? A few bad it's a good fucking Pierre question. Con, there's a few bad ones I'm not doing away with. It's the like, of that. First yeah. of, when, when I heard it, first of all, I was like, oh, pedophile. Oh, no. 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 But that's the first thing that came yeah. to my head, like, and then you were like, no, no. And... Premeditated murder? No, I well, don't know. I being don't a dickhead, know. being I a dickhead. I could just be a dickhead once. But you've somebody. got some power now in here. Like, if you killed someone, that means murder is gone then forever. Yeah, but still, I still feel bad about it forever. Yeah, yeah. I suppose then there'd be a lot of pricks walking around that need to be murdered as well, is it? <laughs> um, no, no. Do you know what the answer was that your man gave? I thought it was a great answer. Go he on. said... Uh, is there a right answer, in, by the way? Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's a right what, what answer, if you could... Any crime... Come on, between the two of you now. Between fucking Limerick and Clare now, lads, you yeah. have something, surely, or Kerry and Clare. Two lads have ideas already. They've probably already And Limerick is in the one. What, what do you think, lads? Any crime, the only thing you have to do is you have to do the crime first, and then it's gone forever. Yeah, I'd say, uh, do your course, you know the Bible, and 
Did you see the TikTok? Yeah. You did, you motherfucker. <laughs> you wow. saw the TikTok. Perjury. Yeah, it's a great, that's a great answer though, isn't it? It's a great answer. So like, like you just have to go up, because like it's a handy old one, all you have to do is lie, yeah. and then no one can ever lie again. Well, what I do is I'd spend the whole day being a dickhead. Um, and irritating people and then, then that will be gone after that day nobody be a dickhead anymore yeah ladies and gentlemen we're going to end it at that um, can I get, get a round of applause for my fantastic guest uh, I want to say thank you to the guests I'm sorry lads there was no sex talk I'm so sorry and uh, uh, before you go I'd just like to draw your attention to, um, to our QR code up there that takes us to our website. If you enjoyed the night, you can give us a review on on, uh, on Google. Also, I'm doing a solo show in the Everyman Theatre uh, in January, if you want to go to that. My tickets are for sale on the website as well, and that's going to be great. It's nearly sold out. So. Actually, brilliant night. Yeah. Really, you should go along. Um, guys, thanks a million. And Harry, it was a great... Oh! <laughs> uh, good night, and God bless. Woo! Hey. Hey.